Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the HB Podcast. I'm your host, Duddy, and with me, the beautiful boys, Brandon, hey, and Ben. Greetings. What's up? Just happy to be in the same room as Brandon again. Whoa! Just happened to be in the same room. I said just, well, just happy to be. Just oh, just happy. happy. Also, well, just happened. I just guess just happens to be in the same room that we planned on. That's true. We all just kind of met, you know, met up we here. We just met up on the street. Hey, what are you guys fucking doing in the, my house? There were some mics, and we just, you know, have had at it. That's what you got to do. You know, just have at it. So how are you boys doing today? Not so bad, and you? Not so bad. <laughs> Spectacular. Good. I'm tired. Have you been watching Letterkenny? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, a bunch. Dude. Gotta yeah. get on that. Yeah, I've been watching watching a bunch. I've been watching a bunch of shit. I'm diversifying a little bit. Mm. I'm kind of spreading myself thin as far as TV shows go. But hey, that's the way it goes. Spreading them thin. That's right. I'm doing good today. A little bit cool. tired. Right. A lot tired, but I'm 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 here. I've if I had a dollar for every time you told me you were tired on a podcast, I'd probably have many dollars. Many dollars. Well, I was I was gonna say like five or six, but I was thinking about just HP podcasts. But we could think about adventure mode wow. too. It's a long lineage well, there. You so you're tired, boy. You not getting enough sleepy time. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Ben. How are you? Back to you. I'm doing really well. I am also tired, but Mm. uh, I I don't know why. Mostly because I run myself ragged. Uh, Mm. But no, I'm good. I'm just uh, you know just kind of getting through the week. Yesterday was Labor Day, and I normally don't get holidays, but I just decided I was taking the whole day. And I mean, I guess I worked a ton too, but uh, I was able to stay at home in my Mm. home office, which was nice. Yes. The home office is a, a nice place. Yes. You know, some people are like, you talk about working at home and people are like, I could never work at home. I would just be screwing around. I'm like, the perfect thing about working home for me is that I'll like work very hard and then screw around for a little bit and then work really hard again. So I, I, it's actually more efficient for me to do that. Yeah. Some people also say that I end up working longer hours when I work from home mm-hmm. than when I had like a regular man job. Uh, but... 
overall it's good. But some people talk about how when you're working from home, they like need to get into their regular clothes and like take a shower and all that kind of stuff to work from home. And I'm like, sure, I don't, I don't envy any or I don't uh, deny anyone the pleasure of being clean. But for me, like the le- the less formal I am, the better. Mm. If I'm wearing my gym shorts and a t-shirt and no shoes or socks, I am in heaven. I have edited many a podcasts in just the old undies. Yeah. You know? Whoa. That's great. Yeah. I feel at, at ease. There is something, though, about uh, the productivity after a shower to be said. Yeah. I fall asleep when I take a shower. Oh. Yeah. That's uh, Don't drown. You well, know? not in, when I'm in the shower, but okay. after I take a shower. Oh, afterwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> During. During the shower. You know? <laughs> Some people have those showers you can sit down in. I don't know how I feel about that's that. That's dangerous there. Yeah. I think that's mostly for like old people. For old people? Fuck yeah. old people. Dude. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what, where did that is it, is it? Is it the, the shower thing that's triggering you here? That, no, uh, just in general. That's right. intense. I wow. respect old people. I'm just saying they need to sit down sometimes. I didn't respect them. You, Something you're going to be an old person, Brandon. I think the words you use did say I don't respect old people. No, in not inherently. Hmm. <laughs> what are you going to, are you going to, when you're old, you're going to be like, well, fuck myself. Yeah, fuck right. me, right? I guess I'll just kill myself. You're getting there every day, fuck you know. It. Wow, <laughs> bold <laughs> words to start out the show. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. You know, I felt like I didn't sleep very well last night either, but I'm not been super tired. I just woke up and felt kind of like a weird weirdness. Yeah, you know. Sometimes I wake up like that. around nine o'clock in the in the evening. Nine o'clock in the evening. I'm up till like four, so mm. yeah, nine is about the middle. I mean, I, I wake up too early for going to bed at four, but I don't really like you know get energized till late in the evening when everybody else is in bed. Mm. Yeah, well, sometimes you just gotta go with the flow of yeah, the do day. It. Do it. This is, as I mentioned, the HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. Thanks everybody for joining us. It means a lot. There's a lot of podcasts about there, especially gaming podcasts but you're listening to ours and that means a lot so let's talk about our dreams and our shout outs who wants to go first i can go first all right i'll I'll take the leap here take the leap mostly because i know brandon hasn't a clue what he's gonna say he hasn't thought about it till right now right all right uh neither have i but i'm gonna go let's see first of all my dream i'm dreaming i did it dustin Mm. you know this already but Mm. i bit I, i went ahead and bought forsaken there you go on the PC. Personal computer platform. And just starting to get into it, but I'm enjoying it so far. There definitely are a lot of changes and improvements, it seems like, from the last time I played, which was like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so that's been going well. I'm enjoying it. I'm dreaming about playing more, mm. I guess I'll say. The thing about about shooters and Destiny specifically, is there like the perfect podcast or even other TV show platform for me? Like right. it, it's... I can play Destiny with my full attention and watch something in the background or listening to something in the background that doesn't matter all that much, but I still want to be a part of it. Right. I need to have two things going at once to stay sane. I think the number one thing that they've done between now and vanilla Destiny 2 is I feel like there's always something to do. Yeah. There's always something that you can at least be working towards. Yeah. I've got a million different, uh, is it pursuits, right? Yeah. I have a million pursuits that are just like, checking down and when right. I play. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Cause I remember like when it first was out, it's like, well, I've done everything I can this week. Right. And, uh, that's about it. 
Now yeah. I can't really do anything else unless I can find four other people to do this really hard activity. Right. So they've done a lot. Yeah, for sure. My dream or my shout out going a little, uh, a little off the rails on this one. Not, okay. not off the rails. My shout out is just something I don't normally give a shout out to succession. The television show on HBO. Whoa. It's currently in its second season. Okay. This show, if you're not watching it, you're messing up. That's all I'm going to say. Dang. That's not all I'm going to say, but uh, I really am enjoying it. And it's a very, um, it's dramatic. It's not, I mean, there's funny parts in it, I guess, but it's not comedic or anything. It's very dramatic, serious tone to the show. And uh, I'm just really enjoying it. So I had not heard about the show like two weeks ago. And between then and now, I've caught up to current, which is, um, I don't know, probably 15 episodes. Mm. And that's unusual for me. So mm. definitely enjoying it. If you're not watching I don't even it, know what it's about. I didn't even know it existed. Like Give I me said. the like 20 second pitch on what it's about. There's basically this giant company that owns all of media. I think it's supposed to be like Disney, but uh-huh. it's about a family who owns this company. Okay. And it's everybody's fighting for power and who's going to be the next in line. Okay. Interesting. I still have not watched uh, Chernobyl. Dude. I need to watch that. It's pretty Dude, good. It's very It's good. a very small commitment too. Like, right. I mean, it's they're hour-long episodes, but there's only six of them, so. You know. More- I'm a big history guy, so Chernobyl really hit me for that reason. More and more, I find it hard to want to watch shows that are in the 40 to 60 minute range because I love the bite size 20 minute shows. I get that. I definitely get that. But my thing is. I don't often just watch like I don't watch TV if I only have time for like one thing Mm -hmm. usually uh, or for like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm watching something that's like I'm done for the day, not planning on doing anything else. So I want it to be a little longer. I think the hard part for me with TV lately is that there are so many games I want to play. Right. That like if I watch more than two episodes, I'm like, man, this is time I could be spend like chipping away at right. XYZ. But, but that's yeah. perfect because you can play Destiny and watch TV in the background. Yeah. I'm not I've never been I'm a multitasker. I like the podcasting in Destiny, but the TV show might be too far for See, me. I would agree that I understand that's a thing for a lot of people. And that multitasking, you know, supposedly decreases your efficiency at each thing. And I don't totally disagree with that, even for myself. I'm not as good at it as I used to be. But when I was a kid, like, you know, 12, 15 years old, I remember my family being like, what is wrong with you? Because I could have a TV show on, be reading a book and like doing something else, listening to music or something and still get all three things and like at least have a decent understanding of what all of them were about maybe not fully maybe not as much as you as somebody else who's only focusing on one thing now no way i can do that i gotta be i gotta be kind of uh splitting my time between only two things that you know and i'm talking like i couldn't watch a super serious show and play destiny i could watch like you know something stupid like how i met your mother or you know whatever that doesn't require your full attention Hmm. brandon well What's going on? Uh, a dream that my body, back to the series, dude, no pollen, no sneezing ever again, mm. no runny nose. To the series. A- <laughs> allergies are hitting me hard in the past week. Now, here's a question I have for you. Do you keep windows open at your house at no. all? No. Okay. Never. Interesting. See... I think something's going on with my body because I haven't had allergies nearly as bad this year. 
but I can't figure out why. It's it's been an entire week ordeal, and it seems like it's kind of coming to a head. Like I'm normalizing a little bit, sneezing a little bit less, but it's it's excessive. Right. Um, it's not just like a little runny nose here, sneezing there. Like I wake up in a sneezing fit. Like mm. I wake myself up because I'm sneezing. Right. Um. So it, it it's a little bit better now, but you know, the flowers, the crops need the pollen, but I don't. Right. So frick off with the pollen. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I've never found that any allergy pres- medication works no. for me. In fact, most of them fuck me up in some kind of way, either making me sleepy or making me depressed. If it does do anything, it's a 24 hour and it wears off after like eight to 10. Right. And then I'm like, well, it's not, it's not what am I supposed to do the rest of the day. It's not what the directions say. I'm not <laughs> going to just take another one. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you should you should probably avoid overdosing on prescription medication for now. Yeah, for now, for now. But no, yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've been struggling with that for the past week, and it's been an uphill battle. Um, mm. But uh, shout out to, I guess I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Shout out to Destiny too. Oh. I I wish there was a game that would be able to pull me away from it. Um, I do want something to pull me away because that's like all, all I pretty much think about when I think about video games right now. So even with some other big titles coming out, I'm just still in it. What's the next title you're super excited for? God, I don't even know. Shadow Keep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Honestly, I mean, like Shadow Keep, the new Need for Speed looks really cool, but the last one was such a fucking dud that... I don't know. I I I can't help but they've be destroyed ner- your trust. I can't help but be nervous about it because the last one was just complete dog shit. Um, was that just? Oh, no, that was Need for Speed Rivals. Yeah, it was Rivals. Okay. Mm, you hated not. Rivals. I remember that. No, Rivals was the launch PS4. R- Rivals one. was a while back. It was something else. I don't even remember. Yeah, they're. But well, the problem is they now they're like. Using the names of old Need for Speed games right. yeah, as it, well. So it literally had like this was the no joke, the one where in order to do certain mods for your cars, it was quite oh. literally a slot machine. Right. Like no joke. You had three things just like a slot machine and you would put coins in and it would go. Yeah. So I just am, I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. Um, and I guess Call of Duty. I watched uh, my brother play the alpha. Didn't really have a ton of interest in playing it myself. Would rather just wait, but I'm assuming it's going to be good. I don't know. You know, I have a quick comment about that because I was thinking this, but I didn't know where to, I would ever mention this on the show. I played that alpha frame rate, a little fucky on that. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't a locked 60 for sure. Yeah. So it looked like it was a high visually better looking than any other Call of Duty game, but they're kind of willing to. Yeah. I mean, it was alpha. Technically, is not. Yeah, the that's what final I was gonna version, say. It's but it's possible they're still tweaking. But yeah, man, I don't know. I, that's the one thing that's a blessing and a curse about what you guys were talking about with always having something to do in Destiny. Right. Is like at one point it's so great because I always have something to do, and at one point it's so bad because I always have something to do because I never feel like I'm like finishing. <laughs> you know, like. The hard part for me right now is that I'm thinking, okay, I can get my light up to 750. But as soon as Shadow Keep comes out, like that grind is just 
Done. Done. Because yeah. they're they're in they're gonna raise the light level. Yeah. And I, then it's like all the work I did. So I'm I'm starting to think I need to I can ease back my time on Destiny before Shadow Keep and get some of this other stuff out of the way. Yeah, either that or if you're still trying to play Destiny, um make sure you make all three characters. Because if you run them through even a little bit of the story, I'm pretty sure it'll bump them up to 750. Not that you even want to play three characters, but it's nice just in case you want it in your back pocket. Right. Just an idea. Um, And I've personally been focusing almost exclusively on exotic stuff or pinnacle weapons, which is like some of the best weapons on the game. Yeah. So like that shit's all going to be viable. And unlike, you know, the armor and stuff, it's like. I'm not going to go through this entire bad juju quest. I could do it now or I could do it later. Like it's going to be the same either way. Right. So that's what I've been doing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good and it's not, there's a lot that I want and I feel like I never have enough time to do it. Yeah. Not that that's destiny's fault. I guess I just have other shit to do. I've got a similar, well, sort of dream about what you're just saying is that, Sometimes you have a lot of games to play and none of them are really grabbing you, you know, and so you're just kind of like apathetic about it. I'm just dreaming about playing all the games I want to play right Right. now because they're all grabbing me. I don't don't know about equally, but like playing Catherine full body, which is really awesome. Fire Emblem, Three Houses. I'm still deep into and really enjoying (laughs) Destiny 2. Uh I think those are the three main ones right now that I've been jumping around between um, now that control is is done. But, yeah, those three games are are all really, really been awesome. And so, yeah, having the long weekend was quite nice. Oh, yeah. To just jump in and dive into some of those games. My shout out is to the legend Tony Hawk. Oh, because Tony Hawk Pro Skater turned 20. Yes, it did. 20 years ago. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. How does that make you guys feel? Crazy. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I've told no. the story before, but between Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, um, I rented those games enough times to have bought both of them four times. Right. Probably uh, when I was a kid. And yeah. I Lots of memories there. Lots of soundtrack memories. We talked about this last week. but This might be a little blasphemous. Obviously, I have very good memories of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and the early ones, but it was a very special time in my life when Tony Hawk Underground and Underground 2 came out because those were when I was in third and fourth grade. Oh, that's so weird. Grade, I believe. Maybe fifth grade. I can't remember what years. But anyway, Underground and Underground 2, I remember thinking like, whoa, you can walk around on your skateboard. You can talk to people and I I really liked the story aspect of it. And so I remember when underground two came out, I was like scrambling, like, how am I going to get this game? How am I going (laughs) to convince my parents to buy this for me? I ended up probably like trading in a bunch of shit that I should not have traded in to get it. But, and then you beat like the campaign on those games were so short. Like you could beat them in a day or two. Right. So I did not like anything after three. Whoa! I don't even know if I like three that much. Quite Did frankly. you play Underground, dude? Yes, I played. I played three them. was I played all, all of them. Three was all I played. What was after Underground Two? After that was like American Wasteland, I think. Yeah, that wasn't very good. And then what was after that? The one with the actual board, right? There was another one called uh, Proving Ground. Oh right. Then yep. there was one called Project Eight, and then there was Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, which is the one. Wait, no, that might have been a mobile game. I can't remember what the uh, the board game was, but I remember Tony Hawk's Ride. 
ride. That's right. I played that, I think, one time at a friend's house, and it was shit. I never played that one, and I never played the one you mentioned right before that you thought was right before that, but I can't remember the name of it now. Project 8? Yeah. Yeah. What about Skate? I, I never like, played Skate. I like the Skate games. I wonder if those are on PC. Hmm. That'd be cool to check out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love the way they, they did, like, the, the stick motions with doing tricks. Yeah. Right. It 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 just felt way more real i guess yeah yeah it's interesting i was thinking ben since you mentioned the the board that you actually ride it's weird how there was like a three or four year period where we were buying so much plastic shit yeah peripherals like obviously rock band guitar hero then there was dj hero and the tony hawk ride um Man, every fucking band, Aerosmith, fucking Beatles. Yeah, I think only the Beatles had its own set. I'm pretty sure Aerosmith had a guitar. I'm almost really. Yeah. I remember getting the Guitar Hero World Tour kit because I got it for like 30 bucks. Wow. With the the drum set. That one was cool because it had like the actual cymbals and stuff. Right. But it was not as good as Rock Band. No, it wasn't. But the. The setup was definitely harder. Man. I have such fond memories of playing Rock Band. That's like probably one of the best gaming memories of me growing up. For sure. Playing Rock Band. Hanging out with the buds. I think I was in college when I was playing Rock Band. I don't think it can ever be duplicated. I don't know. I just feel like at this point, even when we play it now, it doesn't have that same panache. Dude, I would buy uh, Rock Band 4 right now if it was available. Like the peripherals, totally extinct. And the people that have them aren't selling them either aren't selling them or they're selling them for a very high price because they know that there's fuckers like me that want to buy it. that didn't buy it when it was out. Right. Very disappointing. Did you had the whole sets and stuff before, right? Yeah, I have the 360. Oh, you have the 360 versions. Okay, yeah, Yeah, that's right. I'd have to buy if I was buying Rock Band 4, I'd get it on Xbox One because all my DLC would transfer over, which would be pretty cool. Are you guys ready to talk about some news? Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to this on the release day of this podcast, there's a Nintendo Direct today, 6 p.m., 45. It's either 40 or 45 minutes long. Yeah. I don't want to dwell on this too long because it's going to be outdated. 6 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but just give me some scattershot. What do you guys do? You have any hopes and dreams that what we'll see tomorrow or later today? I mean, didn't they, I I feel like I would be cheating, but didn't they like release what some of the things they're going to be talking about? They were? said uh, Pokemon yeah. and Luigi's Mansion. I think, honestly, I think Pokemon, there's enough material there for people who want to dive in to spend 30 minutes on it. They're, they won't. Really? Because they've done Pokemon exclusive directs. Right. I think they would just do that. I'm, I think for the most part, they've already sh- shown so much. I don't know what else. That they could really take up a lot of time. Banjo and Kazooie gameplay. I think you're going to get a release day. Yeah. yeah. For the maybe for the character. A, maybe a tease. Now, have you guys heard that there was like a leak that the next character might be an, is supposed to be an SNK character? That'd be interesting. So like either King of Fighters or uh, Metal Slug, something like that would yeah. be kind of interesting. So I don't, I don't have a lot of hopes or dreams. Um Frankly, my favorite things on the Switch lately have been non-Nintendo things. Mm. 
not to say that I don't still like Nintendo games. I mean, they're still phenomenal, but like the games that are coming out right now are not my kind of games fr- that are directly from Nintendo. Right. So for me, it's more like, well, what kind of what kind of cool indies are you going to put on there? The two things that I'm thinking right off the bat. Number one, Super Nintendo games happening tomorrow. The announcement with the controllers. We saw the pad. That's true. Yep. I think it's happening. That's a good be fantastic. Good call. Two, I think we're going to see Bayonetta 3 potentially. Cool. Do you think release date? Um, I'm going to predict that it's going to say early 2020. Okay. I think that's a, a nice March game for yeah. them. But you think we're still too early to, to see a Metro anything? A new Metro? Like for Metro, not Metro, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like Metro on Switch. Whoa. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Damn, um, Ray Tracer. It really catches say? on fire. Metroid. Ray Thank Metroid. you. Sorry. Metroid. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that other companies might squeak something out. Right. But with with how open they've been, I think they need to come back real strong. Yeah. For letting people, for making It's not even been wait. a year yet since they did since, that. So. Right. Are we going to see more of um, the Mario Kart phone game? Mm. That's a possibility. I don't, maybe I think they will do a quick shout out to it because it's already like ready to go. But it's not it's not Nintendo first party. Like I'm sure they use some developer. I think DNA is working on that. Okay. But I'm not positive. Yeah. No, DNA did the po- the new Pokemon game that's out right now. Have you played much of that? No. I started it and then I was reading stuff about how it's super like the microtransactions are really egregious and it's very right. grindy yeah so i think i'm just not i played like 20 minutes and i was like i don't want this sounds like <laughs> pokemon go pretty much egregious microtransactions i don't feel like pokemon goes are egregious like you could certainly play that game for years without spending a dime yeah you know, if you're in a city with lots of stops and yeah well that's the caveat yeah even here you you could potentially i mean you have to walk around you a have good to bit, walk but, a lot yeah <laughs> That's, that, well, that, uh, that's my problem. <laughs> it is go. So, I wonder if we'll see more Animal Crossing. I don't think so. I don't think there's a point to it at this point. Yeah, I think that might be a closer. I, don't they usually do a uh, December direct? Who knows also? what anybody does anymore? That's Everything true. is so different than it used to be. Stardew Valley two, start. Wow, that's out of nowhere. Huh? Doubtful. <laughs> it's pretty doubtful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I think that. We might get one or two surprises, of yeah. course. Yeah. But maybe some Mario Maker DLC, some new additions or something like that. I feel like I heard so much about that game for, you know, a month after it came out. And I've just heard nothing in the last month. Yeah. I dropped it pretty hard. Yeah. Okay. So you guys know Telltale Games died. Yep. But has now been. It was murdered. Resurrected. Sort of. This company called LCG Entertainment has purchased the rights to Telltale Games, but it does not include The Walking Dead uh, because that went to Skybound when they did the thing where they finished it out. Right. Even though the company was uh, going by the wayside. So the other interesting thing to note here is that old Telltale employees are getting offered freelance positions. Yeah. That may potentially turn into full positions but they did a big interview like there's a big piece on Kuta or uh, polygon all about what's going on with this so what do you guys think about this i think it's kind of weird we've seen this a couple times recently like thq nordic 
keeping the name THQ right. and and moving on. We have another company that's like, hey, we're going to revise this thing that failed really bad. Right. What do you think? I think I don't care mm. about it because it's not the same people. Um, whether or not you like their games in the past, I think that type of game, I mean, apparently it wasn't making enough money or, you know, just bad management one or the other, but... Um, those games are waning, that style of games, licensed walking simulators. Not saying walking simulators is an insult, but that's what they are. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Narrative-driven games, I guess. Um, so, like, for me, if they're going to do the same thing they were doing before, I don't understand what the big hubbub is. And if they're doing something completely different, then why bother with the same name if you don't have the same employees? So for me, I just don't don't care about it. It doesn't matter. It's a different company with that's. It's like if if uh, I don't know, Charmin went out of business and somebody yeah. else bought them and started making soap instead of toilet paper. It's like right. what, okay, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that if there are people that worked on some of the other games, that they kind of realize that. Maybe things need to change a little bit. And who knows? They might go a whole new direction with something um, as far as like uh, still in the same ballpark, but different. Because I think that's what that sort of thing needs to be able to thrive now. Um, because it was just, you know, very cookie cutter. I'm not interested in that sort of thing mostly to begin with. But, you know, everything else bad about it turned me off even more. Just the, the lackluster gameplay the issues with the bugs dude yeah just the, the bugs engine. i mean that just engine. just so, i've seen screenshots from some of our friends that have played them in the subtitles have xbox button prompts on their playstation right and like it's just it's not good so what i'm hoping i don't i don't care either way i was glad they were going away i don't i know a lot of people like them so for the people that do like them i hope this is a kick in the ass to whoever is working to on support it support them right that will push them along to say hey we need to make something better because this just ain't cutting it you know i think yeah it takes the right management to say to be, to be able to look critically at what caused the company to fail and be like okay first things first throw the engine away and start doing everything in a different engine i don't know unity probably is the cheapest uh either unity unreal something like that in theory like I don't know. In in theory, their model should have worked perfectly, right? Because basically, you're set, you're using the same engine with the same exact mechanics, and you're just slapping different art and writing on it based on franchises that people love, right? So like, the it was probably a smart model until you just overdo it. Like, what what do we have? Four or five different games coming out a year. It seemed like. Yeah, they were definitely worn thin. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, the model. That idea, when you lay it out, the bullet points sounds good, but then it's like, okay, well, for some reason, there's huge gaps between episodes. Right. They're not. There's no clear timeline of when they'll get, come out. So people have already, they don't care by the time the next episode comes out. And then the ones that are out barely work. Right. You know, people losing their saves and stuff, and like having the game freeze. Like, I mean, it's the it's the Assassin's Creed problem to me. Is that like too much of a good thing is a bad thing? When right. it's like I was super into to Assassin's Creed for the first game, the second game, the two in between two and three games, where they go Brotherhood and whatever the other one was. Yeah, uh, Revelations. Revelations. By the time the third one came out, I was like, well, I don't, 
I don't really feel like another game already, but might as well try it out. Right. And then after that, I was just like, I hate all these. These yeah. are so dumb. They're all the same thing. They weren't. They were still good games on their own. Um, but it was just like too much of a good thing is a bad thing for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. I, uh, yeah, I think it's a weird move overall, but who knows? Maybe they'll be able to do it and do it right. I'd be really interested to see what they're going to, what they're going to put out. Of course, by this, I'm sure they lost all their licensing. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Oh, really? Well, they would off, they would have to rework out the license, but like they specifically have telltale Batman. Right. To well, con- they can continue that story. They'd probably have to reacquire some kind of Batman license. Gotcha. Or yeah, what is it like? The Wolf Among Us? That's theirs. No. Is it not? That's based on a graphic novel called Fables. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's not even original. Do they have no. anything original? Uh, nothing that anyone cares about. <laughs> like Sam and Max <laughs> is a telltale. That's old school there. That's old school. Yeah. Right. They're, they're original their first, properties. wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. They're they like, might have one other original property. They're like our own ideas out the window. Yeah. Everyone else's ideas in front and center. They have a <laughs> bunch of, of like shit that I forget about. Like they had a Jurassic Park game. Jesus. They had Back to the Future. Back to the Future was they just whore surprisingly out, funny. They just yeah. whore out everything they possibly can. They did CSI games. Yeah, too. I know. Jesus. Don't remind me. So those uh, supposedly See, weren't very but good. But here's the thing. like Strong bad. I know that a lot of people like different things for different reasons. But for me, like CSI, even though I don't have any interest in playing it and never did, would make more sense for that style of game because you're going through making decisions, making choices, choosing words to say, finding clues, that kind of stuff. When I'm looking at something like The Walking Dead, even though the real driver of The Walking Dead is the people and the story, what you want to have occasionally is some combat. Yeah. And like for me, the, those games just didn't do that. I right. did play a, I did play the first uh, season of The Walking Dead uh, by Telltale because that's been 10 years ago one game now. of the year that year. Did it really? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I think it was for the Spike Game Awards maybe. It yeah. might have been one of the last Spike Game Still Awards. Still Keeley though, right? Still Keeley, yes. Here's something that I just thought was interesting even though it's not super newsworthy. This is a tweet from the Halo account. It says over 6.6 million user generated maps in Halo 3, Halo Reach and Halo 4 have been successfully copied for future access in Master Chief Collection. Learn more about our plans to bring these community creations forward. That's so, a lot. Yeah, I thought this was super cool. If you didn't know, um, there was this thing called Forge in uh, Halo 3, Halo Reach, blah, 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 where you could create your own maps. Um, it got pretty dang evolved and like each iteration evolved significantly and right. there was some pretty cool stuff coming out and i just feel like this isn't a expected move a lot of times they would just be like yeah sorry fuck it these are old where it'd be too much to work to bring right. them over but uh no they're bringing them over did you ever get involved with forge at all i messed around with it i did not even attempt it yeah, yeah. i mean i played some of them yeah. But I never bothered trying to yeah. do anything. I messed around quite a bit. I just loved going in and just building shit and then popping in with, uh, you know, couch co-op and just killing each other in this thing we made. It's pretty cool. Right. So the one important thing to note, if this does interest the audience out there, is that this isn't something that just is automatic. You will have to manually move your maps over. So you have to load up 
the old games in either an Xbox 360 or your Xbox One via backwards compatible and move them over. There's a whole process on Halo Waypoint, but neat move from yeah, uh, Halo. Definitely. All right. Phil's not here for this one. Oh, we're thinking man. about him. Is this yep. not Sonic? No. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even want to think about, about that. about Bobsy? No, this is about Yakuza. Yakuza uh, 7 has officially been announced. There is a new protagonist. Uh, all the other Yakuza games have starred uh, uh, the Dragon of Dojima. Uh, Kiryu, I can't remember his name. Phil's, Phil's angry right now. But there's a new one. He's called Ichiban uh, Kasuga. And the big thing about this new Yakuza game is that it's an RPG. All the ones previously have been brawlers. And this one is now taking a different direction. Interesting. So I wanted to ask you guys, I know neither one of you are super hot on uh, Yakuza, but I thought this was weird that it's, you have this game that has seven different mainline entries, including zero. And then you have a, a spinoff or two that are Japan only that are all the same style of game. Right now it's like, fuck it. We're doing an RPG. I mean, it kind of makes sense because, like, they put out Judgment, presumably the same people. Oh, yeah, right. And it's a bit of a different game. It's still got some of the combat in it that's similar, but it's, you know, it's got more detective-like stuff. Uh, So to go a different direction doesn't super surprise me because I imagine that a lot of these people are, one, tired of just straight up tired of working on the same thing over and over. And two, you're probably, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I, I have a feeling that there's some people out there who are just like, yeah, I'm going to skip this one for a while because it's the same thing. Right. So to switch it up, it makes business sense. Now, whether it will gratify the players or not, satisfy the players, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't understand why they're still calling it Yakuza, like um, Yakuza 7. Why not? Here's <clears throat> here's my thing. I think Wolfenstein did it right. I think have a spinoff, make it 30 or 40 bucks. Test out the waters with RPG. Don't make it a full thing. Mm-hmm. And if it gets good response with a, you know, what, like 20, 25-hour, 30-hour game, RPG, next one, go balls to the wall. Right. You know, that's what... And the thing is, is I feel like if it turns out being shitty and people don't like it, they're going to get way more backlash for a $60 game and people saying, you ruined the series and it was a beat-em-up that was a lot of fun than if it were... The young blood fucking spinoff. Yeah, but how right. much? Yeah, but people did not like young blood either. Not not justly, if you ask me. Right. But what if they charged sixty dollars for Wolfenstein three and completely changed all the mechanics? Right. Yeah. Would it? Would I think it would be worse then? Sure. I think those people would be even more angry. Right. Because not only was it not presented to them as a blatant spinoff. It was also full price. Right. It is interesting because the fact that they're making it a numbered title is a very much like this is the next mainline Yakuza game. Right. Whereas if they had not put a number, it would feel like a spinoff. But I don't know, just an interesting thing to do in a series that's so enriched in one genre to change it up. Like, I feel like it's the there will be fans that are will be disappointed. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some multiple play styles going on in there. Like maybe the majority is turn-based or the minority is turn-based and the other part of it is still fighting like we're used to. 
I don't know that for sure, and I don't know that engine, you know, what type of engine that could support that unless they're building it themselves. But right um, to see a split gameplay style would actually be pretty appealing to me. I got two more okay. for you boys. Shovel Knight Dig has been announced. Uh, this is a partnership with Yacht Club, uh, Yacht Club Games and a studio called Nitrome. And they put out one other game called like Super Chicken Bomb or Super Bomb Chicken. Uh-huh. And so this is a... Didn't you just order some of that from the Chinese place? I might have, yeah. So Shovel Knight Dig is sort of like Shovel Knight, but not really. Did, it, did either one of you see the trailer for it? I saw. Yeah, yeah I saw it. It reminds me of SteamWorld Dig. Right. Bit. So you're, instead of like Shovel Knight, you're going from left to right. Yeah. You're going more downward, it looks like, in right. this. You're digging... Um, they mentioned that some of it's procedurally generated, so it's not always the same. It's a different graphic style. It's not eight bit. It's more like a 16 bit, like more like Genesis look to it. So I just thought this was interesting that we're getting another Shovel Knight game. That's not, uh, what you would expect. It's not Shovel Knight two. Yeah. Does this excite you? I know Brandon, you're new. You have, you're newly in love with Shovel Knight. Yeah, no, I think it is good. Um, I think if they bring the same gameplay, which from what I saw, it looks pretty similar. Um, it's probably a little bit different because it's a different style. Um, but I think it's going to be great. I mean, I would love to see the same type of gameplay in different kinds of environments and using them in different ways. And yeah, I just think it's great. I don't know. There was also an update on King of Cards and uh, Shovel Knight Showdown. So King of Cards is coming out by the end of the year. Now, this game, gives, I feel like, has been perpetually delayed and pushed and pushed. And so instead, they're, I think, releasing them both at the same time because they were originally going to do a staggered release, but they're going to do it at the same time. They're going to put the Trevor, tro- the Trevor, the treasure trove on disc, Ooh. Um, which if you already own the regular disc, it'll update to include all that. So right. it's just like a new skew of it, basically. Yeah. And they were putting out the Amiibos, which I may have mentioned this on the show, but when I talked to Yacht Club, uh, one of the guys at the Yacht Club booth, I was like, so are these Amiibos just already made? He's like, yeah, they've been made for a while. Sitting like, in a warehouse. So they're just sitting in a warehouse somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, the really interesting thing was he was like, we'd really like to just have some for the team to like have for our desks and stuff, and we can't even get those. Yeah. Damn. So just interesting because these – we're, we're planning to come out with uh, King of Cards, and now it's just been, you know, right forever and ever and ever. But I'm very excited about King of Cards. I think it looks super dope. Yeah, I agree. But I'm wondering when, uh, what's next, do you think? What do you guys want next from Yacht Club? I don't know. I mean, they've got the genre perfected, in my opinion, even though they've only had a few iterations. Uh, really, only one iteration with multiple chapters, of course. Um I don't want Shovel Knight 2. I want them to do something different. A lot of people are clamoring for Shovel Knight 2, and I'm like, they've been working on that game for a decade. Like, leave them alone. Yeah. Um, I would love to see something in a, you know, in a similar art style, but maybe with some different quirks. Like, for instance, the, the dig uh, aspect to the new game that's coming out, which I don't think they're directly developing, probably. They're probably more like publishing somebody else to use their IP. That's right. my guess. But yeah. Uh, Something like that, where it's like a similar aesthetic, a similar characters, but they're doing a, um, 
you know, it's a different gameplay style. Right. So I, I'm okay with whatever. I just think they make good games, and I think it would be weird to see them jump from a from that art style to something totally different. Yeah. This would be insane, but um, I would love to see, like, a uh, Shovel Knight-type Terraria game mm. where you can craft shit and make stuff. Yeah. It also can be side-to-side. Um, I don't know. I feel like that could potentially be cool. What It's funny. What I would want them to do I don't think will happen. I think it would be so cool if Nintendo came to them yeah. and let them use, like make us the next, I don't know, it could be Mario Brothers or something. Imagine if they made a, a new, a fresh new Mario Brothers, like a, a retro style game like that, or or a new Metroid, right. something right. in there in, an, in a classic style. Right. I don't, if, if I was them though, it's like, look how successful we've created our own IP that is, you know, printing money with either merchandise and the games and stuff like that. So why would we make a game for somebody else with their IP when we could just create another new IP and make tons more money? Right. But I guess, you know, obviously a deal with Nintendo, I'm sure would be very lots of money, but I wouldn't be surprised that there's lots of studios that have contacted them and wanted to be like, Hey, make us X, Y, Z game. Yeah. Whatever you want. And they're kind of like, no, we're good. And I think that's they smart. can do that, yeah. So they've got that fu money. That's right. That's shovel knight fu money. Last one, and I don't remember if I mentioned this on last last week's show. So please stop me if I did. Do we talk about the Aladdin and Lion King port? Oh, I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but I know I've talked about it. Well, let's talk about it briefly then. Okay. So Aladdin and Lion King, they're putting out a remastered collection for pc ps4 xbox and switch we did talk about it we did so we talked about how hard lion king was the only interesting detail that that is new i think from last week is that it's going to include multiple versions of the game yeah so it'll include for lion king sega and super nintendo aladdin will only include the super nintendo because there's some kind of weird rights thing with capcom and the other one and then the game boy versions yeah so all right if we talked about it last week we don't need to well, I don't know if we talked about this. Are you excited for this? Is this mm. something you'll buy? I want to play it. I don't want to buy it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I'll play it for like 15 minutes and yeah. think, okay, that's And realize enough. how Dark Souls-esque it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. To close out our show here, I wanted to talk about Children of Morta. I wanted to ask you about Children of Morta, Ben. Yeah. Because you've been playing it. I have, yeah. And we have a review out from our friend Dave and what he was pretty favorable on it as well. Right. Yeah. I think Dave gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Uh, And basically just to start it off, it's a dungeon crawler roguelike RPG. Phil's favorite. All of the all of the hot Mm. buttons that Phil loves. Yeah. Right. Dungeon rogue. RPG. Children of Morta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, I feel like we have to tell the story about Children oh, of Morta no. if we're talking about oh, it. Oh, we definitely oh, do. Go was, for it. But finish your no. I want to okay. finish the pitch. So basically, you play it. You can play as different characters that you gain throughout the story. Which every time, almost every time you come back, like after a run, because you know it's a it's a roguelike. Right. After every time you come back after a run, there's a little bit more story that unfolds, which is something different from a lot of roguelikes I've played where you're not necessarily getting a whole lot of different uh, stories. 
right. uh, story pieces of it. Um, so each character has different abilities and you gain things as you're going through the levels. You level up each character. Uh, you spend the currency to buy different abilities and, you know, health boosts and stuff like that. Um, I, I really couldn't tell you much about the story because the, even though I think the story was good for the parts of it I was following, I kind of just, I mean, basically you're a family trying to defeat a, a, a bunch of evil. Well, that's what I was going to say. Aren't they all family members? All yeah. the like, people you could play? Right, yeah. All okay. the people you could play are family members. They're all members. the children of Morta. That's right. Well, gotcha. yeah. Is the Morta the, the family name or what is it? No. Or is the, it a place? The family name is the Berksons. Okay. Yeah, well, they should have children the of Berksons. <laughs> yeah. That just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Missed uh, opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you should talk about anything being a roll off the tongue after the story we're dude, about to tell you. Don't yeah. say it, dude. Um, but I basically was like, at one point, was like, this story is good. I just really want to get back into playing in the dungeon. So like, I, that was a high point that they like included story in every piece of the game, but also a really low point because I just didn't care. I wanted to play. The gameplay was so much more satisfying to me. Right. So I don't know. It's a lot of fun. The graphic style is cool. The music style is cool. I like the fact that you can play as so many different characters. A lot of roguelikes, you got one character and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but each one can like kind of help the other throughout, you know, by getting gold and stuff. But your ability points stay with that character that you earned them with. Um, it's neat. It's I don't think it's very expensive. Um, Is it 30 bucks? 20, 30 bucks, something like that. Uh, I've been playing on the PC with an Xbox controller, which has been very satisfying. Uh, I I was thinking the other day that this would honestly be a great portable Switch game. Oh, um, is it out on Switch too? I thought it came out on Switch. Okay, and I don't. I just don't know. I think so. I think yeah. I added that to the bottom of Dave's review, or else he added it to the bottom of his review. I can't remember. Right. Um, one of the two. It's. I think it's in the review though that it's on Switch. Um, so I would definitely check it out. It came out today as we're recording this so yesterday if you're listening to it um seems like it's been in development forever people are hot on it yeah. i've seen i've seen a lot of positive people or people talking positively about it yeah uh, i have it downloaded so i'm gonna check it out here pretty soon cool i at least the, a lot of things like with these indies is that some of them don't speak to me as much right but i at least want to play a little bit and get a Get an idea for it. Children of Morta, like, I played it, you know, probably between seven and nine hours, something like that, over the last, like, we've had it for a little while because of the review cycle. Right. Um, and I was, we were, we had it on our company account. So Dave was playing it and I was also playing it just a little bit for fun, but also because I was going to capture some and I realized, like, I wasn't capturing it. Mm. <laughs> and so I just kept playing it anyway because it was that enthralling for me. Um, and then, like, I quit playing it once I bought Forsaken, and I have a feeling that's going to be... It, like, there are very few games that if I don't finish them, I come back to if I start playing something else. Yeah. I have a feeling it's an, it's a game I'll probably come back to in another month or something when I have a lull. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and that's the show for today. Oh, oh no, no, <laughs> hey, no. So we got to tell a story about uh, this no, game. Oh, dude. So this game, as, as Ben said, has been in development for quite a while. When we were just babies... Uh, was this two years ago? Almost three years ago now? This is uh, oh, yeah. PSX 2016, 17? Almost 17, I think. I think it was 17. Okay. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway. Coming up on three years. That PSX was the first event that we have we covered. Ever. As a site. Right. Uh, so we were doing interviews with developers. Um, just, you know, talking about games, uploading them on YouTube. 
wasn't necessarily the best strategy for content, but it was what we were doing it at was, the time. It was weird. At the it it was weird. Interviews are great, but interviewing everybody was not so great. Guerrilla interviews with game developers is yeah. like fucking interviewing coders. Mm. Like they're not always socially adept. Well, Brandon, sometimes the interviewee, inter- the person Listen, that's interviewing isn't re- always so adept. I, I was really nervous. So Brandon was nervous. We were interviewing. Let me clarify what he, Brandon's saying. Sometimes the people you're interviewing are <laughs> me- are developers and not great public speakers. He's not saying they're idiots. No, they're, like. they're, they're much, they're much. I can't even talk. <laughs> right. So I, anyway, we're, we're getting, we haven't gone to the point yet. Brandon was interviewing a PR person to talk about Children of Morta. And at the very beginning of the interview, you're like, so, Shadow of Morta. Dude, uh, let, let's talk. Let's sh- hear about this game. For some reason, Shadow of War recently came out. Right. And I got Mordor and Morta. And somehow my brain just completely clusterfucked it into one f- fucked up gift to this man. So the second that I started the interview, I started by mispronouncing his name. Right. His game. That too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a completely reasonable thing to accidentally say. Yeah. Um, he, he quickly corrected you. He didn't draw your any attention wow. to it. He just said, yeah, Children of Morta is, and he wow. starts talking again. I didn't even realize it at the time. Now, here's the worst part about it all. Is this what you're about to say, Dustin? No, I don't know. What, I don't the know. worst part about it is I'm standing there. D- Dustin's got the camera. I'm monitoring audio uh, as you're as we're recording it. We go back, Dustin edits the video, we post it on YouTube, watch it. That's when we realized that you wow. said the name. No, it wasn't out yet. It wasn't out yet? Because I remember okay. Brandon was like, just fuck it, just post it. At, <laughs> at this point, it was either just lose the whole thing or just send it But it, it was out. definitely when you were editing it at the right. very earliest. I like was, we didn't, we're standing there listening and we did not pick up on it yeah. either. Now, I, Brandon, did you double down and say... Uh, I don't know. Shadow of Morta twice? Probably. I'm going to watch it, but not when you're here to I save had, you. From I had all kind of egg on my face. I well, just, we just play to, it, the audio. Here I just needed to wipe. <laughs> I just needed to wipe it off and move on at that point. Dustin, yes. at the end of the show, I need you to tag. I need you to just put that little clip of audio into this, <laughs> into this podcast episode. OK, he's, he's got to be like shadow of more, 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 more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a that was a good PSX, though. Oh, yeah. So that was a funny PSX, some uh, behind the scenes hands of Phantom. I don't know how, how detailed we're going to go here. What was interesting about that was that was our first show. We had ever, Ben, you have experience booking appointments, uh-huh. but um, it's been a while. So we had sent out a ton of appointment requests, not expecting to get anything back. Well, it wasn't. I don't know if that was a matter of experience or not. It was a matter of not realizing that these people would actually want us to do something. Right. Like I didn't think that we would get a lot of response. Well, we were. I mean, it's fair to say exponentially smaller. We were way smaller. We were very tiny babies we, at the time. I don't even know if we had 100 subscribers on YouTube. At the right. Time. Yeah. But all these developers were like, yeah, sure, let's book a time. And we were booked like constantly. We, I also did a days. really smart and stupid thing. I set up a scheduling software like I wish every PR person would do and allowed people to schedule times with us. Right. So like it was even easier for them to set up an appointment with us, um, which – you know, made even more people, I think, respond at the time. Right. Yeah. Damn. It was. Yeah, we intense. were we were double booked a lot. 
So like half of us had to be one place, half of us had to be the other. Which is probably fine because we didn't which need is, four people. Which before. is fine. But then, you know, we're running across the hall to get to this. And, you yeah. Know, it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. We've definitely honed that better for packs and things like that. Yeah. We yeah. had a E3. Ran E3, it along yeah. the good old whetstone a couple times. The pr- right. Here's the problem, a little more behind the scenes. This is probably something all people I, have. I always find this interesting when people do this on podcasts. So maybe yeah. I hope the audience finds it interesting. A little behind the scenes. When when I'm booking stuff for E3, and you know, we confer on what we want to try to book, but usually so that it's less confusing for everyone, we just have one person book, and that's usually me. And so I'll book all this stuff, and the problem is, like, I know that I have we have some time, like, at 2 and at 3, and somebody says, yeah, let's do it at 2. We're in hall, the West Hall. I'm like, great, perfect, I'll do it at 2. And then somebody else says, hey, I've only got a slot open at 3. And I'm like, well, I need to see this game. We'll take it, having no idea where it is. And a lot of times they even send you, like, a confirmation, and it says uh, location to be announced. Right. So until a lot of times the, the week of the show... They don't, they don't actually send you, and sometimes they never send you. Right. You have to go and find it where they're actually going to be. So you might accidentally, because you don't have another option, book two appointments back-to-back for the same person that, that are on you know a quarter mile away from each other, which it, is incredibly aggravating. Off-site. Yeah, it could be off-site too. No, generally with off-site ones, you know it's going to be off-site okay. ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but with other ones like... Oh, that sounds great, but then you got to realize that like that's literally a ten minute walk or right. maybe longer depending on the crowd uh, to get from one place to the other. And if you schedule a forty five minute long meeting, and your next appointment's ten minutes at the least away, it's a, it's tough to get there. Did I? I know I told you Ben about this, but I've had dreams where I'm in the press room at PAX, and I have to be in an appointment in five minutes, but I have to get to the opposite corner of the hall. That's happened yikes. to me in real life. And yikes. it's so stressful yeah. in my dream. Yikes. I'm like, how am I going to get there? And there's like crowds of people. I'm like trying to push through. Like, please, please let me through. And then I remember the weird part about the dream is that I would never get there. Yeah. I'd get to the where I'm supposed to like I go all the way to the corner. And then it was like, oh, no, you need to go to the opposite corner. There's nothing worse than that. <sighs> so the princess is not in this castle. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't want to say what game it was because I can't remember for sure. And I don't want to, you know, throw anybody under the bus. But there was a game at PAX in 2017 no 2018 that we had an appointment for and i had the appointment and i went to where the map said the game was because they never sent me an official time right and so i went to the or an official location so i went to the game i barely got there in time and they were like oh all of our appointments are over where our publisher is like this was just the developer or maybe it was the opposite way around like they right. had a separate location it wasn't an off-site it was just a different system set up across right. the hall so i ended up being like 10 minutes late because they didn't tell me where to go and i was, felt bad for a while and i was like wait this was not my fault in any yeah, way, shape, or form. it just is what it is yeah and you're pretty impeccable with the scheduling there was one or two at this last packs that they're like oh we have you scheduled for half an hour from yeah. now and i'm like I don't believe you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then you, I think at one point you came back, you were like, Hey, they said that we were scheduled for later or maybe you texted me and I like sent you a screenshot of the schedule or yeah. of the email that they sent me confirming it. I'm like, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, they're right. Right. But they're wrong. Yeah. It happens. It happens. The, the nice part is people are trying to get people in and out. Right. There is a level of flexibility. Right. And even if there's not, I've found that most 
99% of people are nice about it. Yeah. So if you're just late for your appointment and you don't call or notify them, that's a jerk move. Right. If you're early or you literally come half an hour late and it's, and it's not like a repeat thing, people are generally going to be pretty forgivable with you. If you're constantly late to every appointment or you skip them entirely, that gets around everybody in the industry, all the PR people talk and you will eventually stop getting appointments. Right. So we don't do that. We hold our appointments and we're on time Yep. or early. That's it for the show. That's all. Unless you're in Dustin's stream. Unless you're in Dustin's Unless stream. Unless you're in, then you're just <laughs> running around the upper levels of the Boston Convention Infinitely. Center. Trying to get around. So, Dude, the Boston Convention Center is like a, a dream compared to the Los Angeles Convention Center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least there's only one hall to, to contend with there. I saw a lot of pictures since uh, PAX West yeah. was this past week, and I'm like trying to figure out how it works because there's like tons of levels. Yeah. It's like it's mainly a bunch of smaller rooms. Right. Which sounds. Yeah, cool. that was like that one year at PSX was like, wasn't that two or three levels? There were, yeah. Well, there were two levels and the And arena. then the, the, the conference room yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was that was at the Moscone Center in San Francisco, which was a cool, cool event. Yeah, it was neat. I really I tweeted about this a couple of days ago that I'm really yeah I'm crossing my fingers for PSX 2019 but I'm not planning on it yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, gonna, I don't it's think. September already yeah yeah it's, it's disappointing they've announced it later though I think the first one was announced later than yeah. it is currently so who knows maybe Here's they're still hoping still hoping anyway thanks everybody for listening to the HP podcast we appreciate it uh, if you could. If you wouldn't mind, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton, helps us uh, spread the good word. Also, tell a friend, tell your mother, tell your brother, tell anybody about this show if you think they'll like it and have them listen to it. That's a great way that you can help us out. Finally, two other things. Number one, join our Discord. Lots of shenanigans going on there. Handsofandom.com slash Discord. Also, if you want to help us out financially, you can use our Amazon affiliate link, handsomephantom.com slash Amazon. Or you can just straight up send us money. Or watch our YouTube videos without ad block on. Yeah, okay? that's you know? helpful. That's the problem is that I try to keep my ad block off. Yeah. Because I want to help the sites that I go to. Sometimes they're fucking egregious, though. That's true. So turn it turn it off, you know, when you're watching Handsome Phantom videos. We'd appreciate that. I finally uninstalled ad block. Yeah. Uh couple well, about a year ago yeah. when we started running ads on handsome phantom right i was like wait i want people i want to make money which we don't make a lot of money you got to have a, a bajillion hits to make a dollar for right. adsense but i was like well i probably shouldn't have ad block on if i'm running a website that relies on ads exactly so yep yeah all right everybody until next time we'll see you later <laughs>